Uh, namaste. Um, this is another um, talk or podcast or video, whichever, wherever you're watching this, um, about um, from the book of Tars and Lokas. So it's another section. I'm not going to read the book in order, as I mentioned previously in another podcast. I'm going to take snippets here and there. So um, this podcast is about the Tacholvian uh, Loka, the Tacholvian Loka, which is a Loka that protects against um, curses, um, usually from uh, mantrikas, uh, sorcerers, or spiritual adepts. Anyway, so um, I'll just give a, a brief uh, background. Um, in traditional Hindu ionist uh, thought and uh, philosophy, a curse is a deeply held belief, um, a ritual, uh, a direction of the mind, an incantation or a yantra uh, that indicates to the universe that there is um, to be a reverse blessing that will be placed um, on someone or something. <coughs> um, in other words, by using all these uh, techniques, um, these rituals, meditation, even a, even, a sh even a shout or a curse, one can direct a, a specific tala um, to basically uh, redirect um, resident and negative energy or counter positive energy to someone, something, or some area. Um, there is basically uh, a breakdown between our reality and a negative Tala, which allows negative entities, um, demons, dark spirits, people, human people there, and other, other beings to pass into our reality and disrupt our lives. So uh, you could curse a person, a family, an area, um, such as a house or, or even a region. Um, sometimes if a person dies in a, in a horrible fashion, in a, in a house, then a tala can be opened there to continuously curse the place, as, um, as many ionists know who are involved in these, these fields. Um, this manifests itself in fragments of the person remaining in this plane or reality, such as a ghost, or if it's a profoundly pro powerfully profound act, then uh, a tear can be formed between our reality and a tala, which basically then leeches through uh, demonic entities. So, um, uh, in just as no, just as just. To stress the point, um, not just negative energy can pass between the Tala and the person, but also negative entities, such as Asuras, uh, demonic entities, or other forms. And this is central to the curse, and that negative, a negative entity will eventually latch onto you and become a part of your existence, um, which, in, which, in then which in turn then attracts more negative energy and eventually more demonic entities. Okay, um, this, these, this can be, of course, mitigated by prayer and other acts of kindness, 
dispelling the negativity and general positivity. But um, ultimately, unless you block, absorb, or reflect or deflect the negative energy, then you're essentially um, firefighting for your spiritual, mental and physical well-being. Uh, remember, um, a suic demonic attack can, as many ionists know and have dealt with, um, can result in illness, um, bad luck, madness, personality changes and possession. Not the sort of possession from a tantric standpoint. It's unre unrequited possession. Um, Adicism is the tantric method of becoming one with the entity you seek to become one with. This is um, sort of a, a violent possession from a demonic entity. Okay, um, now I I each tala that can, that can be invoked by someone who will curse you. So when, when somebody curses you, they invoke a tala, um, whether they, they know it or not, or they'll just skim through a tala or, or something. Something like that will happen. Um, you will inevitably be uh, different. Um, I, I, for example, if someone who is not an ionist, they may verbally and mentally curse you and thus open a weak tala that resonates with their own hatred or their negative aura. So, and we all know that other disciplines have their own resident energy that can be directed against you. For example, if someone practiced uh, voodoo or, or Satanism, they will have a link to a specific Tala where they draw their negative strength from. However, it's been proven throughout the millennia, centuries, the ages, um, the most effective way to curse someone is by knowing that Talic Yantra that opens a specific Tala. So, but um, that Tacholbian Yantra, the Yantra presented here, has the power to dissipate or reflect a curse carried out by someone or people who curse using a range of tra traditions. So, using a range of traditions such as like, voodoo, satanism or some other tradition that is a, is, is a, a tantric left-hand path um, bent. <laughs> um, remember, as ionists, we must understand that um, every ritual has an, an innate power. Now let, let, let's, let's just be clear here once more. Um, much more powerful ionists of the tantric kind perform curses such as mantrikas or sorcerers. Mantrik is a, is a Sanskrit word for sorcerer. Yeah. Someone who can invoke magical magic basically. Um, they are much more difficult to block or break because of, of their resonant power and ability to open specific talas rather than an amalgam of weak talas from someone who doesn't know what they're doing. So, in other words, a, a trained tantric ionist can curse someone very specifically, while if, if someone from the street was to do a curse, it would just be a weak tala, which is very easily blocked. And it, it's totally blocked by the Tacholvian loka, but the Tacholvian loka also blocks other weak talas formed from other traditions. But um, some tantric ionists, the Abhichawa school for example, are able to open pinpoint areas inside very powerful talas and then direct this concentrated energy against someone directly. So this sort of power or this resonant energy 
is is very difficult to block, deflect, um, reflect, absorb, or dissipate. And fighting against such power is not in the scope of this document in the Book of Tarzanokas. Also, um, I should say from my own standpoint, that showing people the means to block tantric ionists is against the ionist spirit, that we shouldn't actually be against one another, whether you're the following the left-hand path or, or the right-hand path, then we're all uh, one with Brahman. So we anyway, but um, if you join a specific school, you will be shown these methods, but um, that's not in the scope of the Book of Locus and Talus. Um, the Tacolvian Loka um, should be used as a general protection against curses from all generic non-ionist traditions. Um, most curses that new ionists or or in fact most humans on this planet will encounter will be of this weaker form. So most tantric eyes won't, won't curse you. They'll have to have a good reason to, to be on, the, on their radar. But um, So most of the curses that you'll experience, people who listen to this podcast in English, will be of, of like of, of like voodoo or, or, or satanism or, or luciferian. It'll be that sort of curse. That, that you'll be fighting against. Someone will go to a witch doctor and curse you. And um, the Tacolvian Loka can sort of break that. Okay, so I'll just tell you the origins of this form first. Um, this Yantra, Yantra was initially researched by the great guru King Sivanian in um, 8300 BC, 8300 BC. So, um, even though it's a fairly modern era, era in the Ionist time frame, this powerful guru king was still able to converse freely with demonic entities such as Ashuras and Rakshasas and embraced and cloaked himself in an extremely negative tiling energy to find a way to, to comprehend the oneness of Brahman. So he was basically attempting to use the left hand path to become one with Brahman. And in searching for the oneness via the tantric path, the guru king found a locus space which could be mapped via Yantra. So when you are an ionist, you, you travel, you can travel to both, to all different spaces, locus, talus, and all the all the other ones I mentioned in the previous podcast, all the sort of dark light ones and, and, and all, all, all the, the list. Uh, anyway, I won't confuse you by, by saying that. So ionists can travel through both, and and the, the Guru King did, and um, he found this locus space. And then he obviously the yantra ma maps to the locus space, and the aim of the yantra, which which the Guru King Sivanian found, was to write out multiple paths to positive locus with the aim of reflecting low-level tarlic energy originating from curses from non-ionist practitioners. So as as I said, it's not for it won't protect you against a tantric ionist cursing you. That's it. It's for low-level curses. Which is, which is the majority of most curses, actually. But anyway, the Guru King found that the Tacolvian, sorry, Tacolvian Loka acted as a crossroad M for many positive Lokas, but also as a blending or merging on many disparate Lokic realms. Um, and thus did not have the, have the concentrated power of an individual Loka, but the disparate energy that comes from melding, from the melding of many Lokas. Now, in the vast area of the Tacolbian, um, of the Tacolbian area, that 
that Guru King Savanian explored via his astral being was only a small subset of the total space. Um, there was in fact a larger area that needed to be covered and this was done much later and heard into the antve you see, you see here. I'm recording this video. Um, the Ionist administration will, will stick the Tekolvian Loka to the left holes rising me. I'm not quite, quite sure how they'll do that. So, um, so I think I think so. It'll probably be to right, left to me like the other one. So, so um, or the right as you're looking at me. I'm not sure. Honey. <laughs> So, um, so you'll you'll see the the Tekolvian Loka. Um, so there was there was in fact a large energy to be covered, and this was done much later and honed into the entry you see here. So, if you listen to the podcast and can't see the entry, it's on the Patreon site, and we'll publish this transcript with the Loka onto the the site as well, so you can you can see it. But you should have it as well. I think most ionists have. The Tekolvian Loka on their being. Okay, um, so anyway, back to the, back to the, the book. Um, one can think of it this way: um, the Guru King's initial findings were explored f- further and refined from the from subsequent Gurus, both before and after the emergence of the last incarnation of Muruga and Iron in the form of Swami Iron. And that's an interesting sentence. Um, so I'll just break that down. Um, Basically, um, the Guru King discovered the Loka space, and then in 8300 BC, and then Swami Iron evolved in 1500 BC. And so, between that time and after that time, after Swami Iron, this Loka was refined. Yeah, um, by many Gurus. So, you're seeing the accumulation of that thousands of years of, of walking this path. Another effect of walking in the Tekolvian Loka is that if you have Tala energy being sent to you, the positive Loka conjugates itself to exactly mirror the, the negativity and reflect it back. Um, and reflect it back. And it basically directs and self-adapts and matches the negative energy and reflects or cancel it, cancels it out from, from the source. So it, it sort of mirrors it and then um, reflects it and sort of if, it's, if something's coming like this way it will like, be like that and anyway uh, after this ex- exploration there was one final part of the locus space that needed to be found in the crossroads of many locus a tantric adept who was a pupil of Guru, of Guru Driveda, Driveri um, the famous Guru Driveri which um, many tantric ionists will know about. Yeah, I should um, talk more about tantric concepts. I, I appeared a bit, um, what's the word, sectarian in one of the previous podcasts. So, Guru Privedi um, is a very famous tantric adept. And the student, the unknown students, supposedly, um, found an essence that could reflect weak shadows, could reflect weak shadows or reflections of demonic entities back into their own realms. And the map of this area is inside the Yantra of Tacolvian. Okay. And 
I'll talk about this a bit more. The name of the student of Guru Devedi is said to be some unknown tantric, but some tantric practitioners do still see her in the Tardic realm. So the name is not really unknown, just not known widely enough, um, not, not widely disseminated to the general public um, for a few reasons, which I don't think I should get into just yet. Um, or ever, in fact. Oh no, I don't know what I do. If I'm given permission by the tantric schools to talk about that. Anyway, so to summarize, the evolution of this yantra has taken place over several thousand years to its present and most powerful form, and now has a power to dissipate, reflect, absorb, and deflect tarlic energy and entities. So, so how to use it? No, no exceptions, usage. To open the Tekolvian loka, the Tekolvian area or crossroads of many lokas, you draw the yantra that unlocks the doors um, to this loka space on the earth. So you draw the yantra that unlocks the doors to this loka space on the, on the ground, the earth. So you can use an iron stick or increment to lend spiritual weight to, to the eggs. Yes, uh, another apology. I, I mentioned iron sticks and implements, and the Iron Foundation will give them out to people, but not all in one go. It'll happen in, just like with iron stones, it'll happen in um, batches. So um, we'll give it to our patrons first and then give it to the, the wider ironist community. But most ironists should have it. Actually, um, they've also asked me to do a video on how to make an iron stick, so that's on my list of things to do. Um, soon, maybe, maybe in a few days I'll, I'll see if I have time. I have my own iron stick. I don't have it to hand. Um, no, not not here. Um, but I will. I'll bring it and show it to you. Um, so you can use an iron stick or implement to lend personal spiritual weight to the axe. You can also draw on rock or wall using charcoal or chalk, and you may also draw on paper or canvas and, and keep the, the yantra with you, but on your person, so you keep it, keep it linked with you, fold it and put it in your pocket, sort of thing. Um, some ironists also use a, a semi-sharp stone on their walls, so they're not a totally sharp stone, but a, sort of a stone that can make a mark on a, on a wall of the dwelling as a means to draw the yantra. Or they do it on the outside of the door that's leading in, just like um, some traditions have like an eye, an evil eye symbol to ward off the evil eye. Um, so some people draw the yantra on the outside of their door. Um, as the yantra is usually placed in one's home, it is usually a personal matter on how it is drawn, chalk, pen, etc. So um, how can I put this? It's your home and you're going to draw the yantra, or print it out and stick it in a frame and put it somewhere. It's, it's your choice of how you're, you you like to deal with that. I have been to, I shouldn't laugh, but I, I have been to one case of a practitioner, an ionist, who had yantras all over their walls, covering from top to bottom. It's like a horror film, <laughs> and uh, to protect themselves from various negative entities. And, um, they, they were in that field of dealing with negative entities 
but they were a bit overboard, I thought. But I I touch on this thing, so I shouldn't really mention it. Um, yeah, delving into sectarianism again, I'm a bit censored by the Iron World Foundation. Yeah, they've got me. They've got me for a, a while, maybe a, a few months, but they are looking to get someone better than me, someone more professional. So, um, yeah, so we'll, we'll see how it goes. Uh, you may see me for a while yet, but I expect someone a bit more better to present these things. Okay, so I'll continue on. Um, another traditional method is for the ironist practitioner to draw a picture or, in modern times, use a photograph, place it in a pot with the yantra drawn on it, on it the yantra drawn on the pot, that is, and then bury it in the garden or or in the earth inside the dwelling, the house that they live in. So you place your picture of yourself and your family in the pot, or draw, or draw it, as traditional artists would, put it in a pot, bury it in, bury it in your garden, and that will, with the enter, of course, place on the pot. You can actually put, put the enter inside the pot as well, as, as a folded up piece of paper, but Traditionally, most people paint the pot. So when you draw the enter, please visualize the loka being opened and positive energy washing over yourself and your family and your dwelling or the people you're trying to protect. As you draw the enter, you can also chant the mantra of the loka's name to add, add resonance to the act. So in other words, you chant ta kong vian, ta kong vian, over and over, ta kong vian. Tekovian, Tekovian, like that, as you're drawing the, um, the antra. And as with most locusts, it's always, it's always best to perform this ritual at midday or when the sun is highest in the sky. Um, usual explanation is that the sun god Surya can saturate our space with um, positive energy, um, the positive energy of his power. So, as you open the locust space more and more, the more powerful you will become and the more resonantly attuned you will become to this process. So you must perform the act of drawing and chanting the antra possibly every day until you're resonantly attuned to it. If you're a high enough level ionist, you can simply draw or even visualize the antra for it to dispel low level negativity or curses. So yeah, um, high ionists can just think about this antra or they can draw it and give it to you and that would be that, that will dispel any curses you have. So the Iron Foundation, uh, oh, here's a, there's a, there's a note here, the Iron Foundation will be able to supply yantras created by high-level ironists if you request it. Um, that's good. I, I've been known, I, I've been asked to create the yantras and it takes some time, so um, don't diligent with me. It'd be better for you to start doing it yourself rather than request high ironies to create the entrance for you. It, it does say that the high level ironies will request it if it asked um, in this document, but it might take a while. And by actually drawing it yourself, you're actually becoming more attuned to it. So, uh, so that's so. So, okay, um, in summary, so in summary. The usage of the Tekolvian Loka is perform this ritual at midday 
when the sun is highest in your land of origin. Draw the, the antwer representing the Tecolvian loka on the ground, rock, walls, doors, or on paper or on canvas. If possible, use an iron stick or an ironist writing implement, but you don't have to. Now, if, if you're drawing it on rocks or walls, you can use chalk, charcoal, or stone. Perform the ritual slowly and surely. I draw one symbol of the Yantra each second or moment, just so that you savour the energy of the loka and uh, begin to attune yourself to it. Um, then you chant the mantra of Takol Vien over and over as you draw the Yantra. Um, uh, you focus. You can focus on the people or area that you are dispelling the curse for, and visualize the local space being opened and the negative energy being repelled, dispelled, um, reflected by the positive energy of the many locusts that pass through the crossroads. Um, you may draw the yantra five times in one sitting just to imprint the portal on your psychic being. Though if you do have the time to do it once, though if you only have the time to do it once, that is also permissible as it is the intent that counts. I.e., in other words, it is better to perform the ritual at least once than not to, not to do it at all if you've got no time to do it five times. So if you're drawing on, on the wall, you can draw it in the same area over and over so as not to cover all the walls of this yantra. Yeah, um, as I mentioned previously, I have met eyes who have covered their walls with yantras. But usually it's many, many different yantras. They're not, not one. Well, there was one person who had a few yantras in multiple successions on their walls. But that was, a, that was not a... a Actually, I'm thinking about it now. I, this, this has been several times now where I've met people who have had yantras on their walls. But there, there was one case that brings back to my attention where the, the whole room was covered. But that was uh, that was quite funny. Not funny. <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say funny, but I'm not sure. But there, some people have yantras covering their shrines, and the the walls of their shrines in in the house, the family house. But to have it all over the house is, is overkill, I think. Okay, but so I'm just back to the document again. So you can you can draw it once on the same area over and over, so not to cover all your walls with the entra. Um, you can perform this action over and over each day until you become resonantly attuned to, the, to opening this loka. Um, and the universe has given us a wonderful way of showing us if you're begin, beginning to become resonantly attuned. And then that's the ability to draw the loka by heart. So that's like the rule of locus or yantras. Loka, yeah. All yantras. Um, or talas. Loka, yantra, talas. Talas and locus. If you draw it by heart, then you're pretty resonantly attuned to the loka or the tala via the yantra that you're trying to draw and unlock. So, um, if a high irony has given you this yantra on paper, you can stick it to the wall or door of your home or frame it and show it prominently so as to attract and give positivity as well as reflect all low level curses. So, yeah, if you, if you, if you get this sent from hand by hand from a 
high irony. Um, yeah, I do treasure it. It's like quite rare. It takes long. It takes to get to to be a high level irony. It takes a long time, as you know, and for them to give you a tala. Sorry, uh, a yantra, a loka yantra. Oh yeah, actually, a tala yantra. It's quite. It's very important that you keep keep hold of it. Yeah, as I'm reading as I'm reading this the document, I was asked to keep, I, I kept thinking back on all the various cases where people have the enters. I've been I've been an artist for forty years now, so um, there's actually been many cases. Now that I think about it, where I've been to people's places where they've had yantras everywhere. Um, but I don't suggest you do that. Um, I don't do it, so um, yeah, unless you're very tuned to the process and you can see things, the demonic forces that are arranged against you, then then maybe you should do it. As um, for example, if you're a tantric practitioner, you may you, you may have many talas uh, yantras around your house. Just because you want to immerse yourself in, in that field. Okay, so that's it. Um, so that's the end of the, um, this presentation about um, the Tarkovian Loka, the Loka on uh, protection against curses. Um, so yeah, that's good. I'll sign off soon. Um, if you like the podcast or the YouTube, do subscribe, especially the YouTube one. Um, we, we only got a few people subscribing. To the YouTube channel, more people listen to the podcast. Um, if we get a certain number of subscribers, we can get a what's the word? A dedicated URL. Um, but we could get we could get the Druidian speaking Ionis to mass subscribe, but that would be that would be cheating. That would be pointless. We want new subscribers to um, to to do it to see how useful this is. If we've only got like. 20 subscribers, then the Iron Wealth Foundation may decide that um, it's not worth the effort of doing this. But because I'm doing this also on the podcast at the same time, it, I think it has benefit. If I'm still around in a in a few months' time, we get something better. Um, so yeah, so do subscribe to the the video, um, YouTube. Do subscribe to the Patreon site. It helps us make. Um, Help the Ionis administrators do their work, post ironstones and general admin of the of all the emails and things. We're posting and all that, all that sort of stuff. Well, it's just there. Join the Iron World Foundation. So info at iron.org, a a i y y n org, and yeah, and also www.iron.org as well. You go to the website. Just Google Iron. And, I'll find lots of links. Uh, if you join, there's lots of um, free ebooks and things that you can download. If you join the Patreon, there's high resolution yantras you can look at and and more ebooks and more information. Um, what else is what should I say? Um, yeah, so um, I will also be doing a prayer um, list reading podcast um, perhaps tomorrow 
Um, and I'll, there's, there's a few more people who have um, asked to be on that um, podcast. So I'll actually do like a maybe a 10-minute podcast. I'll read the names out. Uh, I'll tell you how to... Um, or what, which locus we're going to pray for them for. And then we'll... Um, then I'll set a time or we'll do it during the week. Oh, I'm not sure. Um, the, uh, more people... Yeah, no, I, I don't, I'm quite not sure how I'll proceed on that. Anyway. So anyway, I'll, I'll, I'll work it out tonight. I'll ask the IML Foundation, actually. I'll ask them what they want me to do. Um, so, so I've got that to do. I've got the... Um, how to create the INSYT implement podcast to do. Uh, what else is there? There's um, the prayer list, that one, and there's another one I need to do as well, but I can't, I can't for life and remember. Anyway, um, so I've been buffering for far too long now. Uh, maybe I'll edit this out, I'm not sure. I'll speak to you um, soon, um, hopefully tomorrow, maybe in a few days' time. Um, do press hit the subscribe button and um, yeah so I'll, I'll speak to you soon okay bye